Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's episode, I was sucking cocks in hell when I realised I'd become my mother. <laughs> and you know, a wise person once said, you gotta have a gimmick if you want to have an applause. We're the podcast that attempts to break down the culture with all the elegance of two Victorian woodswomen. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers to the mason jar clinky cling. Oh, better late than never. And we do mean late by this never. one. <laughs> it is 10.23pm on Saturday evening. <laughs> We're all out of sorts. All of sorts. <laughs> but for good reason. For good reason. We are in our Taylor Swift era's concert, concert movie era of podcasting. Exactly. We're, we're, I think we're golden at this point. We decided that tonight we were going to record this episode after seeing the concert. Right. So, movie. <laughs> yes. So, guys, we are going to uh, get into it quickly. Don't worry. But, uh, yeah, so for a little bit loopy, we're not drunk. We're just tired. <laughs> tired and also but just excited. excited. It was so yes. good. It's very exhilarating. As you can tell, we are a couple of messy bitches tonight. So, so let's messy. do some housekeeping quickly because last week we actually had a very appropriate question to ask, which mm-hmm. we asked everyone on Twitter X. Mm-hmm. And that was whether or not Travis and Kel- Travis and Kelsey. Freudian slip there. Freudian slip there. But whether or not Travis and Taylor were full culture. So, 43% of you said they are the reason for the season. 36% said no, so bored of them. And 21% said only when it's official. And that was actually our highest... Um, participation participation yeah so thank you Twitter thank you Twitter and thank you for uh, blatantly the Travis and the Taylor of it all and what team is he playing for the Kansas City Chiefs I have hashtagged them in everything <laughs> you grifter. grifter well you know it's just curious to see who's picking up on the hashtags and I put them in there will be another poll this week. I will make it not so much about Taylor Swift. Yes, yeah, so best of luck for us finding a topic. Then. Topic then. <laughs> I think I can find one. Okay. Don't worry. But no, because in a couple of weeks, it's blatantly going to be, what's your favourite song of the 1989 Taylor album? My version? body, my body, my mind, and my spirit is already. <laughs> But the question I do have for you right now, Daniel, is how was your week? Well, we're going to try not to talk about Taylor Swift too much, but we're going to have to talk about Taylor Swift a little bit. Uh, So I actually had dinner with my dear former podcaster and friend... Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yes, Taylor Swift. No, we used to host a podcast in Pennsylvania. No, Cassie. um, Whenever we did Wine and Punishment. It was really just nice catching up back up with her and it's sort of official that we will never podcast again at this point like that chapter has ended and it's it was nice that though. era's over that era is over but you can take the hat off by the way oh thank you, thank <laughs> we're, you. We're, we're wearing hats I always wear a cat when I podcast but I put on my husband has a sort of a brunchy hat hat and we thought it would be funny to start with a photo this week that's very Taylor Swift um, evermore folklore era hat. yeah, yeah. anyways hats are not so much me even though I have to wear one for work on occasion, no. It was it was just nice catching up with yeah, a friend who nice. lives in Seattle, and it was very much 
okay, we have ended this chapter. We are friends now. We are no longer going to be podcasters, which, I mean, we had for two years. But You, you know. did. I, I loved, I mean, when I, you know, I got chatting to you and I was in, curious about the podcast and I was getting into podcasting and then, you know, I kind of feel like I'm the, I was the one where, you know, you're curious about learning about problems in your relationship and I'm the one that gives you advice and we end up falling in love, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm the Marsha Gay Harden of this relationship. Well, I will say this. You were probably one of our most interactive fans that was not crazy because you would actually ask me questions and I actually had to know the answers to it, which I appreciated so much. Yes. I try to be non-crazy participants. I, trust me, we had crazy ones. But anyways, no, um, I had dinner with her and then um, my Taylor Swift tarot cards came in. Um, funny story. I accidentally ordered a second deck of the Taylor Swift tarot cards, but gave the first the second deck to Cassie because she's very much into Taylor Swift. Was one the original, one the Taylor edition? <laughs> no, 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 no. That comes out ten years later. Oh well, in that case, I had the Taylor version and she has the original one, so she's yeah, good. Well. Anyways, but I'm gonna say this: it felt like uh, you know casting some readings. It very much felt like I was being read by a friend in a good way. Yeah, like it was very intuitive, and uh, so I'm gonna keep working with them for sure. Obviously, I think I've done like. Seven readings in the past three days with them, so yeah, they're doing quite well. Yeah, that was just a nice little bit of fallness, you know. Yes, the weather has it's descended. It it has descended. We are in the midst of fall. There's a nip in the air. My nips are in the air. Yeah, can cut ice on them right now. They're always a bit extended. (laughs) How about you? How was how was your week? Well, you know, I'm going through a very weird uh, era at work. It's called menopause. Menopause, yes. No, it's a personal summer. Um, (laughs) No, I am. Yeah, work is is throwing some challenges, but I'm I'm. You're rising to the occasion. I'm. I'm sad about the circumstances happening under and. But I am excited for uh, the challenges that it's throwing at me and not even, but just sort of being, I'm a senior member of the team, but I've been there a while, I have a lot of institutional knowledge and you know we were doing some work on a timeline of our organisation mm-hmm. and on like Friday night at five o'clock, which I you know when most people, their heads are like, you know, their brains are melting out their noses, you know, I was still getting kind of a couple of questions mm-hmm. and it's... For me, I was very tired and I was excited to start the weekend, but I actually love beginning my weekend on a very busy Friday. If you're in a position to do that, uh, my my husband's away this weekend and I'm kind of you know glad I didn't go with him now because he would have been like going, can we go to a brewery now sort of oh, thing if right. he was camping and with like, me. I'm yeah, working. <laughs> working. But to uh, kind of ends at 5.30 on that clear... Mm-hmm. Your manager gets the email from the team members saying, "Thank you. I'm going to review this. Have a great weekend, everyone." It is closure. It's, a, it's such, and you shouldn't get closure from other people, but you do sometimes when you're working in an institution. You need it. Um, today I had a really lovely day actually. Obviously, before meeting you, went to see Tika the Iggy, who is a Italian greyhound. Oh yes. So when of the lovely Freda, I met her through the lovely Morella, who's a friend in England. She contacted me and said, "Hey, should meet my mate. She used to live in England. Now she lives over here." And then Fredo contacted me and said, hey, so I'm a huge fan. My, my daughter's a huge fan of this dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, they're doing a book signing. Do you want to come with? And I mm-hmm. said, sure. But I didn't buy them books. I didn't get a photo. But I was like the official photographer from Freda who met Tika, who got a little nosy kiss. And then we had like a oh. little... We went afterwards. There's only... It's up near Van Ness, but it was only like an Italian restaurant open. And we both kind oh. of ordered like 
ten dollar soup just to kind of all just alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I had a nice day. Um, I'll see this at the moment. I am. Uh, the hubs has taken uh, our original babes, Deaf Dog, with him because uh, he's out in the woods and Deaf Dog loves the exercise. And I'm left with Bug, who is now jumping on the couch, who's now asleep now, but he's just been an amazing doggy dog and I'm bonding very closely with him. But we had our first vet appointment with him this week and they confirmed he was the minimum of 12 years old <laughs> and this very sexy vet actually very cute vet at city paws mm-hmm. um even though he was very delicious did kind of say oh we do give medication out at this age in six months increments just in case and it did kind of break my little heart slightly oh, because i know that i know that dwayne babes is only with us for like he's not going to be with us much you know we're, we're going to be lucky for two years with him but I am, I'm madly in love with this dog. And the other night he kind of like, he woke me up at like two in the morning because he's usually not allowed upstairs at night because that's where deaf dog sleeps. Right. And he was allowed up and he kind of was like, like whining at me. And I got- Give me attention, attention. daddy. So daddy, I got daddy, him under, daddy, I got him under beds and you know, he slept quite nicely. And so he's been a real nice bit of company, but yeah, he's gonna be, he's 12 minimum. <laughs> Very arthritic as we knew. Wide birth whenever he turns. Have you seen it yet? Uh, oh, yes, it's, he's it's done like, it several times yeah, last week. He's yeah. getting a little bit better tighter, but he's getting so much better getting up the stairs. But no, and I will put some photos up soon. But yeah. no, that was kind of our week. I think we're in that sort of fall here moment. Which gives us a chance to wander around Ina's garden. Yes, and unfortunately, listeners, this week we are not doing a cocktail because uh, we are coming from the Taylor Swift era's concert movie. It's a white wine night. So we're having white wine tonight. Nothing special. We will come back with a new cocktail the next time we record. So Yeah, next week, I um, actually got a challenge for you because in two weeks my parents will be here. So a nice gin cocktail would be nice for mum because they'll be sitting in the audience. I have an idea already. Yeah, they they, they like gin, they like a sat they like a bite to their gin as well. They're not into a softened gin. They like a bite. So we need to go with Bombay Sapphire. Yes, Bombay. We've got okay. plenty of that. Oh yes, I I think we can come up with a cocktail for them with Bombay Sapphire. Mm. But if we're not doing that alcohol, though, yeah. I will just call, sort of say that we were over at the Atlantic Plumbing um, mm-hmm. landmark, and I did dive out a little bit in, the, in into the concert to go and try mm-hmm. and get another drink, and then I. Found myself in a line behind people getting cocktails, and there's a special place in hell for people to order cocktails, like they were ordering them. But I do want to give snaps to the guy behind the bar who was meant to have gone to the next person, but looked to me and went, I'm getting beer, aren't you? And I went, I'm getting beer. He goes, okay then. Hey ladies, you pick more. And then he went over and got me my beer sorted. So just like to give snaps to him. Daniel and I aren't supposed to doing snacks tonight, but we are shove some mozzarella sticks in to nibble. Well, that's enough talking about mozzarella sticks. Let's talk more about what's going on in the gayberhoods. Yeah, so we discussed the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp, and my God, I feel like they were all of the above this week. So I want to start with me, because one of your stories is a real good ongoing discussion point. Oh, fair. I know which one you're yeah. ongoing discussion And for. I'm saying, mine are kind of... Maybe, maybe. Well, so the first one is, and we've tried to put this man 
We've out of our minds. minds and kept him out of our minds forever. The one gay that we would put back in the closet. Closet. Republican lawmakers are introducing a resolution to expel Jules Chansos from Congress. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Whoops, did I say that out loud? Sorry. <laughs> and it's curious because, you know, uh, we, we don't like to discuss co- um, politics too much, but Congress really do not have the votes in uh, at the moment, uh, especially... Let's rephrase that. The Republicans don't have the votes, votes. in the House, and they are willing to get rid of one of their own members. Uh, a risk that, quite frankly, they would vote in a Democrat, but... Yeah. Um, so he has been accused. What word did I say, Daniel? Accused. Accused. So not convicted. Accused. Allegedly, these have happened. And apparently, he the the, the final straw has been that he took the credit cards. Yes. And, 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 <laughs> and I donated to his campaign and transferred that money into his personal account. Yeah. So I I. The thing is with him is that I, I want to say that he does not reflect the gay community, but I've met, I've kind of, quite frankly, met smug little cunts that look like him and have that same shit angry on his face who yeah. are just want the attention. Yeah. There may have been one or two in the theatre tonight. There may have been one or two in the theatre tonight. But no, I... So I'm kind of glad this is happening. Uh, I feel the Republicans are eating their young right now. Well, I mean... Well, there's plenty more young out there because they just abolish abortion. But anyway... I was about to say, <laughs> replenish, replenish the earth. The second news is that Jada Pinkett Smith has apparently admitted that, quite frankly, that her and Will are no longer together. (laughs) But I think there's a key detail that you're leaving out on that one. That they haven't been together for since 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 2016. Yeah, Yeah. seven years. Seven Seven years, seven seven years. years. Now, this is not gay news because in no way are there rumours out there that Will is gay and Jada's a giant lesbian. But anyway, um, (laughs) what I... I'm going to take a breath. Uh-huh. Because I like Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm, yes. I love Will Smith. I'm, we, we, I mean, Pre-slap. Men Pre-slap, in, yeah. Yeah, and Men in Black, let's right. face it. He was there during the 90s. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Uh, which is huge in England. He's always amazed me. He goes, mm-hmm. we are the one country that really loves Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. My issue with Jada Pinkett Smith is that she is, and the world needs leaders like her. She's got a very good sense of command authority uh-huh. but she's holier than now yeah and she does that red table talk with her mum and her daughter mm-hmm. and I feel that a lot of her brand and her agency to take command was based on the fact that she was holding down this family um, married to a man and I think I, a, a priest like Will Smith is very charming um, I've I've think he'd be very hard to resist quite frankly you know, like, yeah. and that's just him and she admitted that she'd had this dalliance this affair and Will knew about it that happened in 2016 so she painted that as we have an open relationship I experimented had an affair and then she kind of said after that we had this successful relationship but you just then admitted that you split in 2016 I mean it's one of these that you know your image is built on the line yeah you know, and that, that's that, my that's, issue with it. That, that's where I'm coming down on this one. Your image is built on a lie, built on a story, built on a narrative that you have created, crafted. That is not true, in the very least. And when you sit there and tell people, I've got a couple of friends going through some nasty divorces right now, mm-hmm. and their partner's behavior, mm-hmm. uh, they had to really you know, take a deep breath and admit that it's bad. Mm-hmm. And it is hard for people to step up. It's right. when, you've, when you're then taking 
equivalent behaviour and saying, well, we, our marriage survived it, but actually it didn't survive no, it. No, your marriage didn't. <laughs> and what I also, you know, she goes, I don't know why we all said that when he said my wife. He'd never used that word for so long. And I'm like, but you branded yourself as the power couple. Yes. And yeah, I said, the issue is not the divorce. The issue is not a secret, but they kind of perpetuated... They led the public along. And when there's so much concern regarding toxic relationships, Mm -hmm. to perpetuate a relationship that doesn't exist, actually it's quite dangerous. It's toxic. Toxic. It's toxic, it's dangerous. So I kind of feel like they kept it going because they had the privilege of also holding together not just a marital home but two separate households. Yeah. Yeah. They, they used a lot of privilege to maintain quite a dangerous persona. I'm going to say this. This is a situation where fake it until you make it does not apply. Yes. You know. Um, so that's just my thing. And just final news, and this came through from the hubs tonight, just about to record. Yeah. Actress Pippa Laurie has died, age 91. Cheers. Cheers. For those that don't know, mm. Mm. sip. Uh, she played the mum in the film Carrie. She played Mrs. White. Mm-hmm. She has uh, had numerous other parts, but the bit where she goes, they'll laugh at you. Ah, they'll laugh at you. Ah. <laughs> uh, she is the psychotic religious mother of a telekinetic young woman. And when my mother-in-law got a dog called Piper Sarah, I may have nicknamed her Piper Laurie. <laughs> so just seeing how Piper Laurie legacy lives on, and I'm guessing there's a martini goodness up there that's raising a glass going, bitch, I know what you're doing, and I gotcha. <laughs> we hope so. I hope so. And on that, I pass the button over to Daniel. Well, here we go. We can't get away from Barbie at all. So currently there is Barbie Ween going on. Barbie Ween? Oh, yeah, no. So Bar- there's one. Barbie Ween in Daybreak, which is a neighborhood of South Jordan, Utah. So all the Mormons. Uh, 20 households have gotten together in a neighborhood, and they have decorated in pink for the Barbie movie. Each house has a different theme. Um, they're embracing it with the furniture. So we have President's Barbie, Dreamhouse Barbie. There's a Mojo Do- Dojo Casa House going on there. Essentially, the moms all got together, went to the Barbie movie, and then they're like, oh my God, we should do this. The- I'm liking this mom now. Okay. But the irony of it is, these are all like cookie cutter houses that have these pink decorations. And I'm like, this is the perfect like layers worth of like commentary yeah. on the American culture. And you're doing it in Barbie. So, you know, it's commodities. Essentially. And whereabouts again is this? So do you say Georgia? No, no, no. The South Jordan, Utah. So I think it's South of Salt Lake City. But it's still such a conservative area. Exactly. Which I'm sitting here and I'm like, do you get very... the message of Barbie? Well, I'm like, I don't believe you do. I, 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 I hope you do. I really do hope you do. But I'm like, I think you may, it may have gone over your head just a little bit. Yeah, there's a, there was a, I remember reading a story about a, a, a very religious area and they would cut videos to mm-hmm. like cut out the bad bits. And they said, but something that pretty woman could never ever be in this video store. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, did you just cut like America Ferrera's speech and just release Barbie? <laughs> right. Or, think, or the ending bit, like you just ended it. Like I think probably what happens is that Barbie arrives at the major dojo casa, no, or whatever it's called, and uh, it just fades to black and comes up directed by Greta Gerwig. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> now, who's her partner? Uh, 
Ryan Gosling? No, uh, oh, no, oh, it's like, yeah, oh, Vertigo. Oh, yeah, it oh, just yeah. comes out <laughs> directed by a man. <laughs> we cannot have it directed by a woman. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, it, it looked okay, I, but I said it's definitely layers on American culture commentary going on. Yeah, there. I kind of feel every time something really cute happens over here, it's always like, and let's start peeling. Ooh, Ooh there are so many layers, and so many breeding. Put that layer back, but maybe next one. Yeah, maybe it's an onion. Maybe it's an onion. All right, last bit of news. This is not a warning. This is not a drill. This is happening, according to uh, several, several reputable news sources, including another podcast. One, Ms. Jennifer Saunders admitted to her comedy partner, Don French, on their podcast that uh, she is working on a sequel sister series to Ab Fab, located within the world of Ab Fab. Yes, very exciting. She said, you know, nothing is going on right now. She's planning on writing a script for either a series or a film because the movie came out in 2014. So, I mean, it's been almost a decade since we've had that. And I saw that over here. Right, right. Um, And the fact of the matter is, the biggest news, she said, is that Joanna Lumley will be back. So Patsy will be a part of it. Well, the thing is that she... Did the Ab Fab movie mm-hmm. after shaking with Dawn French? So Dawn French is a comedy partner, but also like her best mate. Right. And they, when they shake on something, it happens. Uh-huh. So the reason I wanted to leave this last, I thought we could, we were probably going to end up like twiddling along a couple of bits. We've already had a quick chat because I messaged you, and then you went, "It's already in the in the document." I'm like, uh-huh. oh, "It's too early to check the document." <laughs> but I've given my theory. Do you have a different theory, or do you think my theory lines up with what you think it could be? So I think your theory lines up with what it could be. I guess my question is, if Patsy is in it, who is not going to be in it is my question, and it still be in the world of AppFab, because I do feel like Edie has got to be in it. Yeah, so my theory is that it's going to be Jane Stroke Lola, who Mm -hmm. is... uh, Adina's granddaughter mm-hmm. who in the film is a very beautiful biracial woman mm-hmm. you know a young girl mm-hmm. and so and the actress is also a model right and so my theory is that it will be taking Jane Lola mm-hmm. um, into the world of fashion right and that potentially Patsy will be mentoring her like she did with Erin in the episode where they go to Paris right. and she feels that she's this person and Patsy being this washed mm-hmm. up mo- model who's not really washed up because she didn't really have a career to wash up from right. is the joke. So I think that potentially Danger Anna now is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah Danger Anna yeah, will be a recurring star whereas I feel that maybe... Adina and Safi will be um, like guesting in the first mm-hmm. episode to mm-hmm. launch. Mm-hmm. The only one I think that would be a series regular mm-hmm. would be Bubble. If the idea being that Adina sends Bubble as Lola's assistant with it. And Jane Horrocks is that. Oh. Oh, I, and that's one I think And I think because Jane Horrocks is... Cause the thing with, with Patsy is she's such a good character, but she is a double act. Yeah. So I she, don't, she's going to have someone to play off. Of. Yeah. I don't think they should have in her all the time because I think people will miss Adina more. But I yeah. think her appearing in like two or three episodes of a six seat, what, six one. Yeah. But I think I could see 
bubble being a main character. So uh, I don't know that I would watch it if Bubble was main. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like Jane. I love Bubble, but I I don't know. I don't know. I think that's gonna be in there. I think also. I I yeah. I I feel that it works because you've got. They'll find an, a reason to do it. Right. And I don't know what, but I can see Jane. And also, this is, you know, I, I'm a white guy. I, I shouldn't say this, really. And Daniel here goes, no, what are you going to say? <laughs> but is that, you know, uh, Abfab was quite white. I mean, the, the one, it I, was, it's saying it that at the same time is though, you know, your, her ex-husband came out as gay and his partner was uh, a, a person of colour. Mm-hmm. And so they did bring, start, you know, doing things, but mm-hmm. the idea of leading it with a um, a biracial character, but mm-hmm. also maybe, I mean, I love Jennifer Saunders, and you know, in England we don't write in writers' rooms; we have like usually one or two writers, mm-hmm. and they have it. That is maybe the the idea that she can like guide this project, but dr- bringing mm. elements into it, right? I think is. You know, there's some potential here. But I think it's yeah, a good... Yeah. I'm excited for it. The trouble is, is that you end up in these situations where, you know, it panders too much to the original fans, so it doesn't work with new fans, but then the original fans don't like it because it's not close enough to it. Right. There's not I, enough idiot, you know. I swear my allegiance to it, and we should yeah. see what happens next. Yeah, same here. I will watch it. Do not worry. So, Daniel, what has been gay culture for you this week? Gay culture for me this week, my food of the week was that vegan steak. Tell me more, tell me more. How did you find it? Okay, so it's mushroom, which, here's the thing, I love mushroom. I would much rather eat a portobello steak. It's cut like a New York strip. Fine, great, fantastic. It feels like steak whenever you cut into it. It tastes like a pot roast, which is not what I want from a New York strip. Yeah, we actually did. I love doing a steak with a portobello. I think that's such a delicious combination. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not bad. It was also just so pink that I was like, I'd rather have fried Spam right now. <sighs> I love Spam so much. Same. And I was just like, I would much rather have fried Spam at this moment. Oh, bug. Oh. Can you smell that? No. Nope, I can now. <laughs> that was bug. So oh. um, we have a really... F- <laughs> Jesus, bug. Oh, well, you can smell it, can you? We'll edit this out. Sorry. No, I'm going to... No. So I have a very farty dog. Um, no, it... I They're getting there with it. Yes. But it doesn't... It's not... So what's funny is the Impossible Burger mm-hmm. tastes like a good burger. Yes, it does. This does not taste like a good steak. No, it does not taste like a good steak. I will say, the flip side, though, is it does have less sodium than Impossible Burger. Yeah. But, anyways, that being said, so that was Food of the Week. My Drink of the Week, uh, Cassie and I went to Succotash for our dinner, and I had the Succotash House L. It's actually rather nice. It was a good balance, good balance. Uh, My Song of the Week, uh, Marjorie by Taylor Swift. And that was even before going to the concert. It was very much on repeat. Like, I had a week where I was like... Missing my grandmother. So, oh, yeah, it it comes and goes, especially in the fall. It reminds me of her. My musical of the week was Gypsy, which is where we got our line at the beginning of the show. Which which version does does it strike you? Um, So I listened to the Angela Lansbury version this time. Normally I listen to the Ethel Merman 
version. I go back. Go all the way back. Uh, Television of the Week, Season 2 of Professor T, uh, which is a British series. Um, I uh, Francis Delator, uh, mm, Frankie. As uh, Miriam Margolis calls her Frankie. Frankie, and then I can't remember who plays her son, who's Professor T. Anyways, wonderful season, too. What's that on? Uh, PBS is what I watched it on. Okay, Anyways, it, it's there. Mm. I binged it. Uh, my book of the week, Secret City. I finished it. Read all through Reagan, Bush, and Clinton. Very good book, and I think that you and I need to have some field trips here in DC. Yeah, I like the Reagan era the most. That was very interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, for some reason, Nixon first struck me. I was just like, oh my god, man! Like you're so many gays. But I, I do like get yeah. get the appeal of the Reagan era, like. It was very much in the face, like they couldn't avoid it. Yeah, it was. It, it, it's such an interesting book. I I think there is such a good documentary series waiting to happen with it. Absolutely, I think because it is very, it's very dense. It's very dense, but I'm going to say this: as a historian, I knew that the person writing it was a white gay man because the focus was on white gay men. It was very much limited with the to- discussion of people of color was very limited on the discussion of lesbians and it was one of these there were other stories that were going on that yes there were some you know peppered throughout but like it could have been just a little bit more balanced but it was very um, heavily focused on gays that looked like you and I we'll put it that way yes alright so what about you Max what was culture for you this week well food I based on a very good friend of mine that Rhymes with Spaniel. Um, oh. <laughs> recommended vegan crab cakes from um, Whole Foods. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I did. So yeah. I usually try and get, because the hubs is away, and I this week we did, I loved in a Korean rice bowl, and we have a ton of tofu from Costco, so I made one of those, and I had that for like one night. But, so I, you said, you told me that you, know, you should try it. I'm always a bit suspicious Um I love fish. My husband does not like fish. Right. And the trouble with a lot of vegan food is they exaggerate certain flavors. Yeah. And so if, if I'm knowing that my husband doesn't like fish, I was worried about cooking it around him because he'd be like, mm. uh, they were delicious. I did an I Friday night. I think I sent it to you. I did. And we had some sweet potato fries left over. And I did that with some avocado. It was lovely. It looked really good. Uh, but I this week also for my soup of the week, I did a cauliflower Thai green curry soup Ooh. and I put a potato because potatoes are really good thick enough for soup and especially some, a Thai curry yeah coconut milk yeah onion and, and they said one spoonful of Thai green curry paste what bullshit you know and glutton for punishment there so it, you put in four <laughs> I just emptied the jar into it <laughs> and quite frankly it's really it's so good mm-hmm. it's just it's cauliflower so it's and also if they say you know boil it in stock don't roast it roast all the veg that goes into yeah. soup you'll never ever ever be angry with me and if you are well quite frankly fuck you um, <laughs> you'll have more flavour that way at the very least you know books I'm still reading Miriam Magalhães' book I'm going to finish that but I did order the Hunger Games prequel this week to mm. read before and I'm going to and I did see today when I was in the bookstore the third Thursday Murder Club book in paperback and the oh. fourth in hardback yes so but Thursday Murder Club is my one of my favorite book season series is mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna really wait to January because 
I get a bit of the glum glums in January's because of I love Christmas, mm. and I, you know what? I'm going to save the third one. No one's spoiling online. No, it's it's really good for me. In it's a good. It's such a. It's a good January. I was going to say it, January should be light rating. Listeners, yeah. I'm telling you this now. It should be light Lightly. rating. It should never be anything. Whatever serious. makes you happy. Yeah. Read it, and yeah. I'm so I'm going to save that for my January first. I'm going to yeah. pick that book up and read it. Yeah, that means I'll probably get a Ruth Ware to read. Yeah. I love a good murder mystery. Television, I started the new Brie Larson series, Lessons in Chemistry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one where she's a scientist that works in cooking. Isn't she She's supposed to be like Julia Child-esque? Yes. It's not based on a true story, apparently, mm. which is a bit weird how someone came up with this idea, but hey, let's... I think in the era of like mockumentaries and all that, that's what we do. It happens. But no, I've enjoyed the first episode. I'm very curious. Uh, the other TV I've done is the new season of Frasier started. Oh, what are your thoughts on this one? So I missed the finale of Frasier mm-hmm. 20 years ago <laughs> because I was in that. Australia traveling. Mm. So this morning I watched the final two episodes. Oh, there you go. And then went into the new series. It's, Frasier was a bit like Seinfeld, which I've only seen a couple of episodes of, in that it was uh, multicam, but very on point. Mm. And I think the new season has got really bad reviews, Mm. but actually the second episode is noticeably better. The first Mm. episode of the sitcom is appalling. Every sitcom has a bad first episode. I think the only one is... um, Will and Grace is pretty good, you know. But... It's really hard to do a good first episode. You have to really grin and bear it. Yeah. I'm not upset by it. There's been some... One character I found annoying in the first episode had some good lines in the second. So there I... There is redemption. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm getting there. But coming from like the finale of it, I'm like, wow, I forgot how good this show was to this now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, maybe. Well, it's a different quality here. Different quality, different time. Films, I went to see The Exorcist Believer. You were supposed to tell me all about this, sir. I'm ears wide open. Ellen she... Burstyn. Yes. Brilliant. She always is. She's, she did it for the money, apparently, and she gave it completely to the Aquas Equity Fund. Oh, love her Who more. took the main central role in it? Because it was Leslie, o- Leslie Odoms Jr. Oh, who took the main role though was his neighbour played by Anne Dowd oh. you know from, who you haven't seen his aunt Lydia in Hamay's uh, uh, Tale and she's in a ton of stuff I love her there's a really good film where she's uh, about high school shooting that she's in which I think I've explained on this podcast before I can't remember the name off the top of my head mm-hmm. Anne Dowd brought the house of the leveled down boots she it's such a good actress. I love that she's having this... I don't want to say... I don't feel she's ever been truly appreciated because mm-hmm. she's been a character actress. I mm-hmm. think that she did... I mean, I've only ever seen first season of Handmaids purely because we started the second during COVID and we just couldn't. We just fucking couldn't. Just could not. Could no, not. No, totally get that. And she is so, so good because she brings a strength from this softness mm-hmm. that is... Pure Miranda Priestley sometimes, mm. and I loved her in this film. And the film is it perfect? No. no, is it? I love the original Exorcist. You know, I I, I think, mm-hmm. and it's not quite up to that level. But the bit where they pull everyone together, and it deals with a lot of multicultures doing all different exorcisms. Mm-hmm. 
I smiled. I was like, this is so exciting now. The exorcism bit is so exciting. Think yeah, that there's a world beyond Catholicism. And it has a very yeah. dark twist in it. It's it, there's a yeah. I was like, oh no, no that and you know oh my god. But Andowd <laughs> holds it together boots. Yes, ma'am. So I messaged Daniel last night and I said I am watching a movie oh, yes. that I've never seen before. Yes. You were rather... Can I tell? Can I go? Yes. All right, so you're rather cryptic with it. You said it was a, a common trope played with... What was the phrase you used? Experts. Experts. But it was slightly out of season. And you said, if I can guess what it is, you know, I'll never guess what it is. And I still don't know what we're talking about. Are you ready? I am so ready for this. I think you might be a bit disappointed. I probably am, but... The out, slightly out of season is the thing that's killing me with this. I watched Sleepless in Seattle for the first time. An old trope rom-com played by experts, Noah Ephron, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, slightly out of season, begins at Christmas. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This makes so much sense. sense. With all yeah, I told you it makes sense. But also, how is this the first time that you're... This was a staple of my childhood. It's why I'm saying... We didn't have that repeat culture that you guys had. And, you know, it wasn't a film that you would show... Well, well, we didn't even have a repeat culture. It was like, we had this on DVD, and Mom's like, it's Friday night, we're watching this, because she wanted to have a My mum and dad never, like, I knew of it, and I'd never seen it. And I was like, I'm going to watch Sleepless in Seattle. It came on a podcast. Someone mentioned it, and I Uh said... I just went... Apple, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, And I just thought I'd watch it. It's really good. I mean, Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. Did you have that dream where you're walking around and you're naked and everyone's looking at you? Yeah, I love that dream. <laughs> when the best lines that she yeah, has. Yeah, um, but it's just, and then Victor Garber, um, Tom Hanks, uh, Rita Wilson's in it, which yeah. is why we're going to watch Mixed Nuts. And I have a feeling that I would like when we watch uh, it's a Night Mixed Nuts is a Christmas movie directed by Night Efron with Steve Martin Rita Wilson Madeline Kahn who's a little known actress she's a minor minor little bit yeah Yeah. Um, Juliette Lewis is in it Um, and we're going to watch that so we're going so I've never seen that one but I've seen Sleepless in Seattle Seattle. but it was just and when you find why where the title Sleepless in Seattle comes from Mm -hmm. it's it's so good and and dear sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. Sorry. <laughs> and then afterwards, I, I was going to watch and it's like else, and then it comes. To, Do you watch Twenty Seven Dresses, which I've seen a thousand times, right? But then watching that, and you've got like Malara Wilson, you've got Paul Rudd, you've got um, Katie Heigl, who I've, everyone calls a bitch, but I think she's amazing. Yeah. And you sit there, and who plays the best friends in in that? Who, uh, Judy Greer yeah and, and again and I and I buzzed you this message going hey like it's a oh, it's a trope played with prose and I'm like even 27 Dresses is a trope played with prose yeah. and I genuinely and you can come at me with deference not Daniel or Bug I genuinely think 27 Dresses was the last great romantic comedy um so when did that one come out I was at university because Fran took me to see that, so I was in 2007, 2008. I generally mm, don't maybe. think they've done a romantic comedy quite as contrived, but so well done like that. So I will give you that because I feel like 
Hallmark has tried to do like a penny romance comedy, comedy essentially. I and I get what you're saying. Hallmark yeah. never quite. They do the fluff ones. Yes, they're they're very fluffy. And because you announced this week that Lacey Chabert is doing one set in Scotland, coming after Brooke Shields', Shields. is fucking like thing. it looks like it's gonna be the exact same film, and I'm just like, okay. but. Hallmark movies aren't romantic comedies. That's no. that's the thing. They're ro- they're ro- they're they're fluff pieces. Yeah. But the thing with like, I genuinely think that yes, yeah, Twenty Seven Dresses was the last great one. Kate Hudson did a couple. They're coming back a bit. And actually mm. saying that, I really loved uh, the new ones that Sandra Bullock did when she plays the author trapped with her. Um, uh, she plays a romance author and she gets kidnapped and she gets trapped with the model played by Channing Tatum. Um, I didn't see that. That was on Paramount. That I know I know which one you're talking about. I can see it, but I, I, I don't... And then the Jennifer Lopez one with um, Josh Jamal yeah. was really good. Shotgun Wedding. Mm. So they're starting to come back a little bit, yeah. but that generally... I, and, they did, and when they brought them back, they were like, someone said to Sandra, like, her, like, why did you do this? And Julia Roberts and George Clooney did the one where they um Tickets oh, of Paradise. Yeah, yeah. And they said to Julia Roberts, Why did you do this film? You're like you're like an accomplished actress now, you can do whatever you want. You know what? These films make people smile. Yeah. And you watch twenty seven dresses, you know how it's gonna end. Right, right, right. But who cares? Okay, so you have twenty seven dresses. I whistlers, we're going down this road for just a minute. Yeah. So we have twenty seven dresses. So how do you feel about the proposal? Sandra Bullock, Brian... So I watched that last year for the first time. It's very creepy now. It's a very good film. It's very funny. but The The concept is creepy. The concept now does not... It does not not work. Okay. Where, and... But I'm going to say this. I feel like that was where we started breaking off where rom-com and Hollywood embraced comedy. So, like, Melissa McCartney's films. Like... We stopped doing the rom com around that time. Is yeah, what I'm getting at. and I and I, and I I don't think there's anything. And this is where I love the film uh, Bros. <laughs> okay, I think it's a really good film. I, I still not, I still have not seen it, so there we go. It's not a rom com. It's too cynical. A rom com, you need to know, but there needs to be a twist, and you need to yeah. know that there's going to be like something goes wrong. And that's yeah. how 27 Dresses works because you know that this thing's going to fall apart. Yeah, something has to fall apart. And bros is it's very cynical. And and as much as I'm a cynical person, I still say, jokingly say the greatest cinematic trilogy of all time is the Princess Switch trilogy. Uh, and <laughs> That's your cynicism right there, cynicism. sir. But I think they're so cute to watch. And they are my, honestly, my favourite films trilogy is always going to be the middle Star Wars trilogy the original one as it should be quite frankly but no I just joke but I I think that I adore I know bug you okay he's a bit scratchy he does this occasionally there we go is he dreaming no he's having a bit of an itchy moment and he was still but no, I but 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 Sleepers in Seattle definitely, obviously, it's not actually it's not it's not very creepy. Um, no, 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 it, it was no, it was not that creepy. 
it's it's very well done. Yeah. I I liked it. I've sat there. I very much enjoyed it. I loved. I adore Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I adore Meg Ryan. Let the river run. But no. Oh, Meg Ryan. We love her. And on that note, let's take a break, I think. Yes, I agree. And Daniel. Oh my God. There's been a fact. There's been 84 eras. Just 84, dear. Just the 84. So, Daniel, where did you take me tonight? So, tonight we went to see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert movie at Atlantic Plumbing. So, we didn't see it on the big, 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 big screen. We saw it on a moderate size screen. Yes, we didn't see it at the AMCs like everyone else's, but we were seeing it. We still saw it. There we go. Because it didn't come to DC, it came to Philly was the closest. So, whenever she was physically on tour, Philadelphia was as close as she came. She did not come to uh, D.C. I think she went to Pittsburgh, and um, she went to Chicago, and I couldn't get tickets there, so didn't see her in Chicago either. So but Also, I'm not a big arena fan. Mm, I yes. saw Elton John a few years back, and it was really great, but I'm a little bit like, uh, do I want to pay that much money to be just in the presence of? So I'm going to say this. I was fortunate to see her in 2018, Chicago Soldiers Field, during the rain, during her famous LGBTQ speech. Yeah. Now, very famous. Saw her give that. Was moved. Was so moved. However, that being said, could not get tickets to see her in Chicago. Also, was I going to pay $700 for tickets? Absolutely not. (laughs) I can't even imagine having that much money for you. And not going somewhere like... We've just booked up for an all-inclusive in Cancun of my parents, mm-hmm. and actually, seven hundred did not does not cover it. Right, but, but it covers a good chunk of it. of it. And actually, well, it's like I took a cruise this year, and it covered a good chunk yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Even tonight, like, so you know, like probably in total, what I had a couple of drinks and mm-hmm. tickets. I'll you know, we'll be most, yeah, but yeah, you know, fifty dollars. I mean. But I had a really good time doing it. I did too. It was high energy. It was everything I wanted. Like, yeah. It, 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 the audience, there was a couple of chatty cafes behind us and there was a couple of uh, squirmy pizzas in, in the same row as us. Uh, yeah, who kept getting up and I was just like, sirs, one, two, three, please sit down. Yeah, they were getting sodas, I think. Um, but no, I was surprised you'd asked me if I wanted to go and I was like yeah I'm going to go for you because you know we I've done, we have a back and forth relationship in that sense right. of that but I was like yeah fine I'll go to it mm-hmm. um, I've not really I saw the Glee concert movie in 3D mm-hmm. uh, a few oh, quite a few years back now a decade ago a decade ago <laughs> at, least, at yeah. least and you know it, they are very, there was a big thing back then was the 3D concert movies mm-hmm. and They've they've they they sort of did them for a while when the technology blew up and now they kind of brought them back a little bit I mm-hmm. feel, and I was a bit like ooh what's this gonna be like because I love yeah. Taylor Swift yes. but I've got into a lot recently I've got into a lot more of you you've told me a lot I was more to say I feel like I've you know influenced you to like her just a little bit more and I'm sorry but it was it was really I I mm-hmm. sat there I had the 
it's the uh, seat C1 in screen 5 of Atlantic Plumbing <laughs> is the legendary wonky seat and I, I'm i sorry it's the only seat I could get she wasn't too bad actually, I think. but you know the only thing about it is that when someone moves behind you because your seat sticks out behind they kick them off yeah. but no I they everyone was, people didn't so much sing along but they hit the certain lines yes they, their hands went up at certain lines yes Queen was definitely like you know it hit when I saw Girls Aloud a few years back they did a mega mix the mm-hmm. final 10 minutes was all the songs they hadn't sung that night they didn't even want the one mm-hmm. had they done that song like tonight I kind of feel everyone would be up out of their seats yeah she didn't really she had a good finale but she didn't have a finale so she didn't quite have a finale but it was also it was a little bit formulated which is this is not deriding Taylor of it's like I'm going to choose four songs essentially from each yes era yeah. era album and I'm going to perform them and that was it so yeah there wasn't really like I think a good mega mix of like you know we're going to blend like all the eras together not necessarily all the songs that we're singing but like that would have been a really good high note to it was on. it was quintessentially type Taylor yes I didn't say Tyler. It was it was quintessentially Taylor in that she is a very controlled individual. Yes, and you know everyone says oh, her personal life's out there. No, what she wants is out there. Is out there. Yeah, she's controlled that narrative. She controls her own narrative. It it was a very you could tell that her, she had eyes on everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was one molecule second that she did not know about. She knew everyone's outfit. She knew the lighting. She knew. Yeah. the anim- animations that was going on she knew the color that everyone's wristband yeah. was going to be like she was aware she knew the shape of the stage like yeah it looked like it was it would have been great to be there mm-hmm. and I but I yeah she she is very in control of her product which yeah. she should be yeah and she's you know she's a very good actress in the sense of like oh my god it's guys, a character character it's, you know yeah and what Taylor Swift behind I think Taylor Swift behind closed doors is actually she jokes about the cat person I think she's very much the cat person I think she is too I think she's appreciative behind closed doors but she is very much like let's snuggle with the cat and we love her for it but as a show mm-hmm. I asked you I said to you before like hey look I've noticed that you know hey this is going to be a narrative but so we know the songs that are going to come up or yeah, I know you knew the songs but I didn't know the songs I knew most of the songs, songs. yeah but like so it means and you said there's going to be like 44 songs which mm-hmm. means that because you know, this film was 2 hours and 50 minutes and you, you didn't leave I went out for a drink uh, to grab a beer yeah I didn't even need to pee actually quite frankly that was weird but you know I decided to go grab another beer and I said hey we'll kind of know where people are lying based on who moves for a drink where right so in your opinion based on audience engagement yes what was the most popular era so there were three eras that actually stuck out with the audience just singing and it was red 1989 and midnights interesting that my one is not on that reputation reputation yeah i felt was the one where people jumped into it maybe not the most popular mm-hmm. but i think it's the one that sparked people so that being said i did love the reputation era that like, was, i did love reputation but that was also the one i saw reputation is the album i have a couple of issues with mainly in that i feel she did that 
for reasons she should never have to have done with that. Yeah. But also I feel she controlled that narrative of what mm. was being done because that was the Kim Kardashian era. Yes. And they were trying to destroy her and so she played herself out like a bad girl. Now there's one song on that album they never would have done ever. It's an album song. I'm not disappointed they didn't do it but I would love it. Getaway Car. I love Getaway Car. But it's an album song. Oh yeah. It's yeah. not a single. No, it's not, I it was not a single. like, so that was sort of the era. So, and knowing that I went to the restroom during one of these eras, yes. what was the one you noticed the most, most squirms over? Evermore and Folklore were equally, like, people were getting up and going to get beers, bathroom. Like, yes. you, you left and everyone else was also leaving too. And it was like, I felt, oh, okay. I felt bad because I was out there and this gay next to me was going, I'm buying fun cocktails because the fun club's not my... I'm like, oh my God, I just went out because Betty's the song that I know and like. Mm-hmm. But... I like the Folklore album, uh-huh. but I d- it doesn't have singles on it. Mm-mm. It's a really good start-to-finish album, but it's not but a single. But there are no singles. singles. Yeah. Uh, maybe, what's the one if what's his face? Bon Iver. Yeah, Bon Iver. That's probably the closest you'll yeah. get to a single. But even that one's not a single. Yeah. Like, no. So, uh, they were the two that I think there was the most about. Right. Like they weren't, ba- they were still up to the level of... Right. They still, that was the one that it was. So, what section did you enjoy the most? What era was your era? So, I'm biased. Uh, the era that I enjoyed the most was the 1989 era. Mine, too. Like, it, it's my favorite album of hers. Like, And she hit the songs I wanted her to hit in 1989. See, that's where my biggest disappointment came in. Oh, which one did she not do that... Wildest Dreams. She wanted Wildest Dreams, certainly. Uh, Wildest Dreams, I love because uh, the hook, the hook, but uh, out of the woods. I okay. So I, this is not my biggest disappointment, but I am disappointed that Out of the Woods wasn't played because it's such a big song. It's got a lot of juice to it, and I am also disappointed that Wildest Dreams wasn't played. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but she played, she played Blank Space. And style, which were my two songs. I was so pissed off when they walked in front of you doing style. Because <laughs> I know it's because so, so I was just like, get out of the way. So then you like style, and I blank space came out as I met my husband, mm-hmm. and I it came out for. I, I think I've explained this on the podcast a thousand times, but if you're a new listener, uh, I got a cheap ticket. So after I met my husband in DC, I went back to England, and a friend of mine whose partner worked for Virgin said, "Hey, I can get you a cheap ticket." Got out. I, I literally for forty eight hours we got to hang out together to make sure that we were really kind of in love and we are. We're still married. And as we're driving to the airport at the end of these forty eight hours, uh, there's so much traffic. I'm like, oh my god, we're going to be late for the airport, and he's never going to offer me a free ticket again. Never happened anyway. But anyway, and um, I was really panicking and. The hubs sung Blank um, Blank's Pave came on, but that was still when we were in the Starbucks Lovers era. Uh huh. Yeah. And so that it was really well done. I I thought that bit was, and even Shake. So I'll be honest. Biggest surprise tonight, Shake It Off. I enjoyed. I don't like Shake It Off as I, much. To me, Shake It Off is. I'm not gonna lie. The throwaway song of that album for me. Yeah, but she yeah. did well. But she did well. I I, 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 I thought well. that was yeah. a bit of a surprise, and I'll get. I'm gonna quickly get my notes out because. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't, say, my highlight of the night, but I was like, I really enjoyed you singing this, and I yeah. think you clearly had a good time singing it. Mm-hmm. My other big, my, my big surprise, uh-huh. Midnight's. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like the album, because actually I really like Midnight's, and I've told yeah, you yeah. a few times, but 
I don't know what it was about how she did Midnight. I was just for a new album in a in a tour that you could have done anything, and most people would have sat there with you doing tears on your guitar. Yeah, the how you did Midnight was so well done. Yes, so well done. You were clearly having um, a fantabulous time mm-hmm. doing it. I think the Midnight's album is so mature. It's so... Because I always think... Uh, the thing I love about Taylor Swift is that she was born in the 80s. Yeah. And I think that's very crucial for our generation that she is not like, I'm a 90s baby. No, no she's, she's owns, 89. She, she owns that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think she's very... I think that's a very clever marketing strategy for her. Yeah. No, I agree. I very much agree. Um, so, highlight for the night for me was very much, you know, 1989. All too well all 10 minutes of it the fact that she went all 10 minutes of it and it was phenomenal yeah it's everything I wanted it to be I didn't know that song as much but I'm glad I sat there and watched like the whole oh I was like, guys I that whole thing but I mean it was it was interesting to watch her on stage in just that dress performing it oh it was so good it was so good uh disappointment for me uh two things um enchanted to meet you Whenever she originally toured with that one, it was a much bigger number, and it did not quite live up to that yeah. tonight. And I, so I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was surprised that um, her from the vault, "I Can See You," wasn't played. The the one that recently came out, music video with Taylor Lautner, and I was just like, I'm, "I'm a little bit surprised she didn't embrace that one." So. We sat there at the end of it and someone behind us said, everyone's got to stay. And it was yeah. just a song. And yeah. there was a lot of outtakes, blah, blah, yeah. I kind of was expecting a secret song, vault song. Yeah. So there's a bit that, that during the mid-credits, mm-hmm. I thought they would do that bit and then it would kind of fade back up and she would do... Uh, guys, you're still here. Yeah, a song. Yeah. And I thought she we might get one of the vault. Mm. Secret songs from like 1989 that's supposed to come out. Yeah, that's yeah. my own. That's why I was like, Ooh, mm. and she could have easily have done that easily. Not easily. at the end. Yeah, at the end it should have been her going. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Or literally, you know, to be honest, I think the final thing as it comes up should have just been her if a blanket and a cat going just go to bed. <laughs> I'm in my car again. That would have been no, yeah. that would have been her. That would have yeah, been yeah. the epitome of her yeah, then. Yeah. But no, I do agree with that. I thought I don't think that we. I think there could have been a bit of a. There could have been a surprise. A little bit. Come was a great way to end it. Yeah. Um, more than I expected it to be, but it's not an ending song. Ending, ending song, but she announced it was the ending song. Mm-hmm. They took their bows, and we knew they were leaving. And then did yeah. a song over the credits. But I would have put a mid credit in there, mm-hmm. and just done a vault song, and then at the end of it, just gone with her wrapped up in the blanket, going just kind of bed, guys. With you some know, tea. and yeah. that would have been. And I think that would have been enough for everyone to be like, "That's iconic." That we're going to gift mm-hmm. that. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Alright, you asked me costume before we started recording. I have two favorite costumes. The reputation one, spot on. That bodysuit with the snakes, I loved it. Also, did you notice on that one, mm-hmm. is that 
she was the only one with one of her legs exposed. Yep. And that meant that when she turned to the side, that she was very clear against them all. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And the other one was folklore, where she was embracing her Stevie Nicks all the way. Which I kept whispering going, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks. And I was like, yep, we know it's Stevie Nicks. So you're going to hate me, because I'm going to ask you the the song title, what's my favourite song. Okay. Uh, On the Midnight's album, and Uh it's... uh, Oh, no, Antihero. Yeah, yeah, okay. The Antihero costume. Uh Uh-huh. That that, that, that silver t-shirt. Yeah, silver t-shirt, yes. With the boots. I like the simplicity of that. So here's the thing. She had a similar costume in the Reputation tour. Yeah. So, which is what I loved. I was like, "Oh, this is a callback. This is a callback." Do you know why she doesn't expose her midriff? Um. Do, didn't she have appendicitis or something? Yeah, but she never does it. But I like a high waisted on her. It's, it, oh, but she, she, her proportion is. Yeah. Yeah. But she never exposed her midriff, which I noticed. But no, I thought yeah. that I yeah no, that was her favorite costume. I actually really liked the midnights. The midnights bit was a real like. I clearly think you're embracing this right now, and you, she was having a lot of fun with it. So I think she's embracing it, and I want to say not that I want to give her more work, but like let's have a tour that is just midnights. You know, like, I would just go to see Midnight's. Yeah, and I think the only thing about Midnight's for me slightly mm-hmm. in this one was that she didn't kind of make the stadium darker and do, like... Right. And especially at the moment, now what's the... Here, is it Here Lies Love, the Amel DeMarco musical, what they're doing as a as a, as a club? Yeah. Is that I didn't feel that the Midnight... The Midnight's was a bit where she was clearly having fun. She has this... Um, there was a, a, a dancer, a guy of colour. I, I don't, I got a man. I, actually, I don't think. I think they probably maybe made gender non-specific. Uh-huh. Very curvy, just working every moment. A lady behind was having a wild of a time. Oh yeah. The only thing that annoyed me was slightly during the um, one of the songs where he was dressed as like one of her personas. They did focus on him. I was like, can we see the man? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But. I don't know. I just kind of feel like there was a lot of elements of working that that scene, but actually, midnight's because I think they opened it up because it was a later one. But to be honest, I it should have been a it should have been Popper's o'clock, and I don't yeah. think she got Popper's o'clock on that point. No, she didn't quite get Popper's o'clock, which is why I think you know you could rework it and uh, do a stadium tour of that one. There you go. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. You don't. I I, I feel like we have. We have, we have cultured Miss T Swift. T Swift, yes. but it was great. Daniel, do you have a gagged and gooped? I do have a gagged and gooped for us. So, Frank Biden, the younger brother of our president Joe Biden, uh, has a bit of a uh, scandal going on right now. Mm. A photo of him with a baseball cap and his iPhone, and nothing but a baseball cap and the iPhone. Leaked on guys with iPhones. Let me tell you this. If you like a silver daddy, which I've been known to like, he's very attractive. He's very attractive. And at 68, uh, you could do it if you needed to. Anyways, he came out saying, well, his phone must have been hacked. And I'm like, sir, you only get on guys with iPhones if you've actually sent that photo. So all I'm going to say is we're not going to delve into that one, but something's going on. Someone got that photo. Me. Good for him. Good for them. <laughs> do you have a, um, a word of the week? I do have a word of the week, and I feel like it's very appropriate with Taylor Swift. It's Orphic. O-R-P-H-I-C. 
it means mysterious and entrancing beyond ordinary i feel like it's very much a folklore evermore vibe for fall nice jeff uh, are you pissed off about anything this week i am not pissed off about anything so if you're pissed off about something please go for my it. one is a can can landmark cinemas is move their cheap deal back to like Fandango so I can earn a points off that <laughs> and do it no because it's and also your website's shit so whoever's all like can you just give the people more money to like manage it properly is anyone actually using Fandango anymore I the Fandango I use because if I book so many tickets I get like like points and I get oh. like a cheap one mm-hmm. and I was using it and all of a sudden they're like oh, no you have to go through us now to get the cheap ticket I'm like great but then I went on there and it was like well this is not working can I keep resending I'm like man no no Daniel that's my opinion what's yours uh, my opinion is I just want to survive through next week so there Daniel we have you discussed everything my dear we have barely set the agenda cheers cheers you've been listening to Bitches With Beards I've been Max and I'm Daniel a big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen don't forget to rate review and subscribe Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.